اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم اصبر علی ما یقولون وذکر عبدنا داود ذل عید انہو اواب صدق اللہ العظیم Just to round off this topic of sabr which we have been discussing for the past two days. This is equality as discussed that just as the head has a relationship with the rest of the body in such a way that if the head is severed, the body then will die off. Likewise is sabr and iman. Sabar is the head, and if this head is severed, there is no sabar left, then Iman is in great danger. Then a person for trivial worldly things also will sell off his Iman. Or he'll make statements that are totally against the commands of Allah Ta'ala, totally against Iman itself, and he will lose his Iman. Just to round this off with one or two incidents that give us the idea of how people made sabr, Hazrat Umar bin Abdul Aziz rahmatullahi who was a very very great personality, people counted him and among the Khulafai Rashidin that he was the fifth Khalifa Rashid and very great qualities he possessed it happened that his son Abdul Malik passed away shortly thereafter his brother passed away and then in another short time, barely days later, another third family member, perhaps it was his uncle that passed away, or rather it was his slave, Muzahim, who was a very close confidant of his, person who had been greatly trusted by him, who was a very great support for him. So these three people passed away in succession. So one of the people who came to visit him thereafter, he, in a manner of consoling him, he says that I haven't seen anybody being afflicted with such situation and such calamities that one after the other, three people of this caliber passed away. Because anybody who loses a child, loses a son, obviously is going to be grieved, but I haven't seen a son like the son that you have lost. And likewise, the brother that you lost, he was a unique brother. Everybody has brothers, but this brother was somebody unique. And then the slave that you lost, he was also one in a million. And one after the other, these people have all just left. Allah Ta'ala bless you and reward you. He said these few words. Umar bin Abdul Aziz, he put his head down for a short while. And he raised his head. And he says that, repeat what you said. This person repeated the statements. After he repeated it, he said, whatever you have said, but I don't have this desire to even an iota in my heart that what did not happen, what happened should not have happened. Now this sounds a bit of a, a deep statement. What happened should not have happened. Meaning that these people passed away. I don't have any desire that they should have not passed away. The reality of this is, this is Raza Bil Qada. And this is the highest stage, even beyond Ikhlas, 
where a person totally submits to the decree of Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala willed that this should happen, so I am also not desiring that something else should have happened rather. Allah Ta'ala willed, it was His decree that this should have happened at this time. It's not in my desire, yes the grief is natural, the sense of loss would be there with any person, but there is no desire in the heart that this should have rather been delayed for some other time. Why? Because Allah Ta'ala willed it to happen now, there couldn't have been a better decision than the decision of Allah Ta'ala. Now this is Raza bil Qaza of a very high level and this is something that emanates from sabr. And the aspect that makes the sabr very possible and comparatively easy for a person is to the extent that his iman is on taqdeer. How strong his iman is on taqdeer, which is a fundamental aspect of a mu'min's iman, to that extent, sabr becomes possible. Again, as mentioned several times, that sabr is not something that means that a person doesn't feel pain, doesn't feel grief, but it is the extent of submission of the heart to Allah Ta'ala and keeping within the limits that Allah Ta'ala has set. Doesn't say anything out of line, doesn't do anything out of line. So, to the extent that he has this, this iman in taqdeer and as strong as this faith in taqdeer is, to that extent will be his sabr on the challenges that come along. So sabr is something indeed, an aspect that we have to be consciously trying to inculcate within ourselves. And how is it inculcated as mentioned? One is to keep opposing the nafs in, in the aspects of sabr ala ta'at and sabr anil ma'asi. In one rewrite it is mentioned, on the day of Qiyamah, there will be a caller that will call out. Aina ahlu sabr. We are the people of sabr. So some people will stand up. And they will be asked, what do you made sabr upon? You are claiming by standing up that you have been among the people of sabr. So what sabr did you make? So they will reply that we made sabr on ta'at. When we had to fulfill some command of Allah Ta'ala, then even if that was not something that at that time we felt inclined to do or felt lazy to do at that time, but we adopted sabr and fulfilled it. And we made sabr anil ma'asi. If we were tempted towards some haram, some sin, we didn't give in to that temptation. We stayed away from that haram. So when they will give this answer, they will be told, yes, indeed, you are the people of sabr. You go straight to Jannat. In other words, no accountability, no questioning for you. You adopted the sabr. The reward of this sabr is direct entry to Jannat. So this is such a, such a great thing. So likewise this aspect we are talking about sabr, that to inculcate the sabr, this is like the person exercises his body to strengthen it, to the extent that he opposes his nafs. Opposes his nafs when it's trying to keep him back from what he should be doing, he opposes the nafs. So that requires some kind of pressure being put on the nafs. He will have to exercise some pressure on the nafs, that is the op opposition. And when he is being tempted towards some haram, and the nafs is tugging him in that direction, he opposes the nafs. Each time that he opposes the nafs in this manner, that sabr strengthens. And the nafs weakens. And in time, that nafs will not have that amount of strength to push him hard. 
it will still try to make some noises. But it won't have any most because he has been starving it. He hasn't been feeding it. When a person starves some animal, in time it will weaken tremendously. That dog which was attacking like a ferocious animal, it now becomes like a meek mouse. It can't even really walk anymore. So all that energy that it had to attack is all deprived of it. Why? Because it was starved. But you keep feeding it, it will become even more stronger. And it will attack with even more force. So this is the nafs. It's an animal. And if a person starves it, and how he does he starve it? By not feeding it, by not giving into it. And the more he starves it, the weaker it becomes. And when he keeps starving the nafs, he's feeding the ruh. He's feeding the soul. The soul strengthens. Because the nourishment of the soul is the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. Now he's starving the nafs and he is sticking onto the command of Allah Ta'ala. So he's feeding the ruh. In time this ruh strengthens tremendously. Now this nafs becomes left like a very, very like half-dying mouse. It'll still make some noises sometimes. And it's never something to become unmindful of. A nafs ammara se is nafs ammara ka koi bharosa nahi hai salik ye farishta bhi ho jaye to usse badguma rehna say this is nafs ammara this nafs that keeps inciting towards evil don't ever become unmindful of this if this becomes an angel also then to be very wary about it then to be very wary about it sometimes just the slightest heat comes and this nafs which seemed dead and in that little bit of heat that the nafs gets, it just comes alive again. So a person needs to be very, very, but the point that we were discussing was that this is how the sabr is developed. That a person keeps opposing the nafs. Other thing that strengthens the sabr is the conscious zikr of Allah Ta'ala. When a person consciously keeps remembering Allah Ta'ala, then this aspect of sabr strengthens. Because now his gaze is towards Allah Ta'ala. In all conditions, whether it is in the situation of sabr ala ta'a, that sabr upon doing what he's supposed to do, is conscious Allah is watching. My Allah is called. This is the command of my Rabb. How can I ignore this? Or how can I now not fulfill this? When it is the issue of sabr anil ma'asi, refraining from sin, but he is connected to Allah Ta'ala. So now just as he cannot commit sin in front of insan, when he is conscious of Allah Ta'ala, through the zikr of Allah Ta'ala, he will not give in to that temptation. And as far as sabr al-masaib is concerned, a person is grieved, a person is down, he is feeling very, very broken within himself, and somebody comes and puts their hand on his shoulder, and they say some words of support to him, they comfort him in some way, that already starts making him feel a little lighter. So, with a little bit of consoling from some insan, because he feels now I have somebody to be standing alongside me, somebody to support me, and he feels much more comforted, he feels more courageous, he feels that now, well, everything is not lost. When a person's heart is connected to Rabbul Insan, when Insan came and placed his shoulder, he already felt a little bit better. When he is connected to Rabbul Insan, when he's connected to Allah Ta'ala, when he's connected to that being in whose control is his heart, 
then despite whatever the challenges are, he will always be comforted by that consciousness of Allah Ta'ala. So the zikr of Allah Ta'ala is a very, very effective thing in everything for that matter, and especially also in this aspect of sabr. And like all other qualities, one of the things that is essential also in developing the quality of sabr is to be in the company of the people of sabr. Like other qualities, they transfer from heart to heart. They transfer in the manner that when a person associates with somebody, people in the Hadith Sharif it is mentioned that those who are all the time associating with horses, meaning that they day and night involvement, they go to ten to eight and they go to whatever the but the association is with the horses all the time. Such people very easily become proud. Horse is a very proud animal. And because of this constant association with horses, this is mentioned in the Hadith Sharif, that this rubs off. It doesn't mean that every person associates with horses, this will happen. But this is the warning now, that a person who is all the time associating with it, he needs to be very, very cautious and careful, otherwise very easily this will rub off onto him. And likewise, was sakinatu fi ahli that humility is with generally in those who are all the time associating with sheep. A shepherd was all the time tending to sheep. So day and night that's his occupation now. So that sheep is naturally a very humble animal. So this rubs off onto him. Now this is the effect of association with an animal. So if the effect of an animal can rub off, why wouldn't the effects of insan rub off? If the effects of the qualities of an animal are transferred by association, then why wouldn't qualities transfer from one human being to another by association? So this is the aspect that a person then keeps in the company of people of sabr and this will rub off. One person was had a problem with anger, uncontrolled anger, and he would just flare up for everything. So he wrote to that this is my condition. And this is how this islah takes place when a person is honest about what is his situation. And he clearly expresses the situation he experienced some situation, he tried one thing to sort it out, it didn't work out. Now he doesn't give himself a second chance. Then he, in all honesty and openness, discusses what the matter is, whoever is his senior, and he takes advice. And in that consultation, in that requesting of advice, in that mashwara that a person requests, this is something which Allah Ta'ala then puts the barkat in it, and which might not even have crossed the mind of the person he's asking, prior to that asking, Allah Ta'ala inspires something which will become a means of his benefit. This comes on his talab. That he sought this advice out of this need to get closer to Allah Ta'ala, out of this talab that he wants to get cleared from all the vices, get cleared from all the evil qualities. So according to his sincerity and his talab, Allah Ta'ala puts barakat in that mashwara and Allah Ta'ala inspires something 
the heart of the person he is consulting, which becomes a means of benefit for him. This is no achievement of either party. So, this aspect of, so this person wrote to Hathanavi Rahmatullah that I have this problem with anger. I just fear up everything. So there was some person who owned some kitab shop in the vicinity where this person used to stay, who was asking for this advice. So he told him, you go and sit there in this person's shop where he's busy with his work, you just go and sit there for one hour every day. So he received this reply, he says, I'm asking about controlling my anger and, well, in any case, whatever the instruction is, I will follow suit. So he went, he sat there and he was told for one month to carry on doing this. So he just went, he would sit there, he would do his own thing, whatever, probably maybe reciting his Quran Sharif or making his Tasbihat. This person was busy with his work. He explained to him, this is what the, that person also was connected with the Rahmatullah This is the reply I've received to this question, that I should come and sit here for one hour every day. He said, very well, welcome. So this person carried on doing his work, this person is doing his thing, he's just sitting there. As the month passed, he realized that definitely things have changed. That now I can keep my calm for longer. Small, small things don't uh, just provoke me. And by the time that month had passed, he found a remarkable difference in his whole composure. He himself was surprised. This person gave me no advice. He didn't tell me anything. He didn't tell me what I should do and shouldn't do. He was busy with his own work. I'm just sitting there doing my work. So he in any case wrote back after one month, Alhamdulillah, I followed the advice. I found a remarkable difference within myself. But I'm surprised at how this happened. All I did, I went and sat in this person's shop. He's busy with his own work. So then replied, Alhamdulillah, this is a fuzzle of Allah Ta'ala. The person who I instructed you to sit in his company, though he was not even attending to you, Alhamdulillah, he's a person of tremendous helm and tolerance. So you merely sat in his company, though you were not even talking to him, he wasn't advising you anything, but this was a degree of association. And because this continued for a period of time, this rubbed off onto you, and you didn't even realize that how this quality was being transferred. Just the association. So this is the aspect that a person by associating with people who have these qualities of sabr, of hilm, etc., then these qualities transfer by means of this association. So this is a quality of sabr which Allah Ta'ala has placed so much in it. Allah Ta'ala give us a tawfiq that we acquire this great quality and we adopt it. And at all the various occasions, we practice the sabr. Then to continue, as we discussed right at the beginning in the introduction of these ayat, that Nabi Wasallam was being tormented by the kuffar, by their comments, etc. So on that occasion, these ayat were revealed that isbir alama yaqulun that adopt sabr upon what they are saying and wazkur abdana Dawood al aid and remember our servant Dawood alayhi salatu wasalam the aid, the person of great strength innahu awab he was somebody who repeatedly turned to Allah Ta'ala tremendously. Now there are two things mentioned side by side here. And this is also another aspect of the procedure of developing sabr. Allah Ta'ala says on the one hand, adopt sabr upon these people's comments. And simultaneously, remember our servant Dawud Alayhi 
And this is something on many occasions these kind of ayat are there. That way Nabi Salaam was consoled by mentioning the incidents of the previous Anbiya What is this? This is that when a person is in some kind of difficulty, some kind of challenge, so one is that he starts looking at himself as the only person that this came upon. I am the one that is in the most amount of difficulty and challenge. That which is a small challenge also, when he focuses in that manner, will become a very big thing upon him. But if he looks at others who are in greater difficulty, or others who are also in difficulty, then this starts feeling a bit lighter on him. The situation won't change in one moment. What the current situation is is still the same. But how he feels upon it will change. One is that he is alone, feeling alone in a situation. So that situation now feels even more serious and severe. But now there's 50 people in the same situation. He feels, well, others are the same. I am known. I'm not alone in this. Al-Musibatu Ida Ammad Khaffat. When that calamity becomes a bit widespread, it starts feeling lighter. Not that a person should ask for others also to be involved in the calamity. But this is a way of focusing the mind. So, Nabi Islam is being told that remember our servant Dawud al-Islam, Zal-Aid, was a person who we granted strength. Person of strength in what? One explanation of this is strength in the ibadat of Allah Ta'ala. Among the things that Allah Ta'ala had blessed him with was that his routine was that at any given time there would be somebody engaged in ibadat in his home. And he would be also spending a good part of that time in ibadat. And the Nabi Salaam in one hadith sharif says the best fast is Somu Dawood. The fast of Dawood alayhi salam. That he used to fast one day and he used to make iftar one day. And fast again one day. Now somebody might say that this fasting one day and not fasting the other day. How this became the best? The best should have been fasting every day. Alhamdulillah, there are some people who have that habit. There might not be many, but there are people of that caliber. They fast almost every day of the year. Ramadan is obvious. Apart from Ramadan and apart from the days that it is not permissible to fast, almost every day of the year they fast. So, how did this become the best fast? There are various explanations of this. But one is that this is even more severe on the nafs. When a person fasts continuously, in time that becomes very much more easier for him to continue with. It becomes part of his system. But a person fasted today, then tomorrow he didn't fast. To fast again the next day is not as easy as if he had been fasting for the three days continuously. So this, in one way, one of the explanations, there are various other explanations. The other is that this maintains those who fast daily throughout the... This is now few and far between. That is an exception. Otherwise, the average person, if he tries to adopt that, then he'll weaken in other ibadat. He'll be, now he fasted for the whole day and every day. Now he's too weak to make nafil salah. The whole night he can't wake up for tahajjud also. So the balance is where a person now is fasting one day, then he's not fasting the next day, so he built his strength again, his energies are there. 
So in any case, there are various explanations. Allah Ta'ala further says regarding Dawud He was blessed with many, many mu'ajizat. Among the mu'ajizat he was blessed with was, إِنَّا سَخَّرْنَا الْجِبَالَ مَعَهُ يُسَبِّحْنَ بِالْعَشِيِّ وَالْإِشْرَاقِ Allah Ta'ala says, we made the mountains also subservient to him. And they would join him in hymning the glory of Allah Ta'ala in the mornings and in the evenings. Bil'ashi in the evening and Ishraq in the morning. This is not just some echo. This was his mu'ajiza. When he would recite the zikr of Allah Ta'ala, when he would recite the zabur, Allah Ta'ala had blessed him with a tremendously beautiful voice. Once Nabi Islam heard the recitation of Abu Musa Ash'ari radiallahu ta'ala an, who had a very melodious voice, Nabi Islam said to him that you have been blessed bin mazamiri ali Dawood. Like you have a resemblance to the voice of Dawood So he had been blessed with a very melodious voice and when he would recite the Zabur or he would make the Zikr of Allah Ta'ala and the Tasbih of Allah Ta'ala the mountains would join him. This was his Mu'ajiza. They would start reciting the Tasbih aloud. Otherwise all the creation of Allah Ta'ala I engage in the Tasbih of Allah Ta'ala. وَإِمِّنْ شَيْءٍ إِلَّا يُسَبِّحُ بِحَمْدِهِ وَلَكِنْ لَا تَفْقَهُونَ تَسْبِيحَهُمْ Everything is engaged in the Tasbih of Allah Ta'ala. It might seem inanimate to us, but it's engaged in the Tasbih of Allah Ta'ala. But here it was audible. This was his Mu'ajiza. The mountains would join him in one voice, audibly reciting the Tasbih of Allah Ta'ala. And not only that, وَالطَّيْرَ مَحْشُورَ كُلُّ اللَّهُ أَوَّهَبُ It is mentioned that if the birds were flying, and suddenly they flew overhead while he was busy reciting the Tasbih of Allah Ta'ala or reciting the Zabur, they would remain hovering and they would also engage in the recitation of the Tasbih of Allah Ta'ala. This was the mu'ajiza that Allah Ta'ala had blessed him with. There are various other aspects regarding Ta'ud al-Islam which we will inshallah discuss. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq. Subhanallah, bihamdi, subhanakallah, bihamdi. Alhamdulillah, ilaha